Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. Uh, earlier today, and I guess later last night, late last night, uh, the Iowa Democrat Party uh, trickled out some more results. I believe we're up to 97% of the precincts reporting as of eh, about a half an hour, 45 minutes uh, ago. Uh, however, yesterday, after uh, late yesterday afternoon, after putting some numbers out, the Iowa Democrat Party followed that up quickly by saying, "Hey, we might have some corrections to make uh, with those numbers that we just put out, making everybody facepalm uh, again around the uh, Hawkeye State." In that time, actually, before that, uh, Illinois Governor J.D. Pritzker jumped up to say, "Hey, hey, hey, you guys could start the whole primary season here in the land of Lincoln." which made people in Illinois go, maybe you want to slow your roll on that one, Governor. We'll get into uh, what's uh, happened in Iowa, uh, what it means for the candidates, and do we really want Illinois to jump in front of Iowa as first in the nation status when uh, picking the next president? We'll get into that uh, on the back half of today's news roundtable. First things first, and with all the latest from the WTAD newsroom, say good morning to Scott Hardy. Good morning, Quaid. Good morning, everybody. And by the way, Michigan also graciously offered to be the first in the nation as well. So that was big of them as well. So maybe we could leg wrestle at the Wisconsin border. Who knows? <laughs> Illinois State Police say to go slow if you're on westbound Interstate 72 between Hull and Barry this morning. The ISP says that they and the Illinois Department of Transportation are working to clear debris from a crash. That debris is in the median on the westbound side of I-72 near milepost 13 between Hull and Barry. They say westbound I-72 is down to one lane, and you're urged to use caution when traveling near that location. No details yet from the ISP about that crash. Both lanes of Highway 67 and McDonough County near Macomb were shut down around 2.15 Wednesday afternoon after a semi-truck jackknifed on a snow-covered road. According to the Illinois State Police, that uh, semi came to rest across both lanes of traffic. The driver from uh, Burlington, Iowa, 45-year-old Holly Bush, he was treated for injuries at McDonough District Hospital in Macomb. Elderly Shelbina man was hurt Wednesday morning in a one-vehicle accident caused by the slick conditions. The Missouri State Highway Patrol identifies him as 88-year-old Charles Gaines, says the accident happened around 10.15 on U.S. 36, two miles west of Honeywell. Reports says Gaines' vehicle slid off the highway and overturned in a ditch. Gaines was taken to Blessing Hospital by ambulance with what the patrol described as moderate injuries. A Payson man convicted of setting the Newcomb Hotel fire and already on parole for a burglary conviction has been arrested in Quincy on another burglary charge. Quincy police identified the man as 31-year-old Matthew Clark say they were first called early Tuesday morning about a burglary at the Old County Market Building on North 30th. 
Police say they didn't find anybody inside, but did find items and possible burglary tools at the scene. A report says around 2 a.m. yesterday morning, police found Clark in the rear of the same building. He was arrested on counts of burglary, possession of burglary tools, and filing a false police report. Clark was sentenced to probation in 2015 after admitting to starting a fire that destroyed the former hotel at 4th and Main in September 2013. He also was sentenced to 10 years in prison after admitting to stealing a truck from the same county market location in 2014, later setting it on fire in Pike County, Illinois. He's in the Adams County Jail on $100,000 bond and is due to have a preliminary hearing on Monday. It seems that alarm bells rang on social media, but a pile of syringes found in Quincy were recovered safely. KHQA TV's Chad Douglas has more. Syringes were found disposed along Ohio Street earlier this week in Quincy. Police call it an isolated incident. They say syringes were capped and medicinal and could have possibly fallen out of a moving vehicle. KHQA spoke with Adams County Health Department on how to properly dispose of syringes and other medications. Containers used to dispose of needles should be sealed and taped once almost full. They should also never be sent to a recycling center. The Adams County Health Department does not accept disposed needles, but it does accept other forms of medication. Thank you, Chad. Super Bowl Sunday turned out to be really scary for a Hannibal teenager. 16-year-old Courtney Collins is recovering from serious injuries after a storm sewer collapsed on her Sunday morning. Collins and her friend were taking a walk just as they do every day. Collins then felt her feet suddenly fall beneath her as well. Uh, she was walking down Union Street when a 12 to 15 foot deep storm, storm hole suddenly appeared out of nowhere, causing Collins to fall into it as well. Uh, Hannibal Board of Public Works Interim General Manager Matt Munslinger said the incident is unfortunate but not uncommon. He said the city is aware of storm holes popping up throughout the city. He says funding is an issue. Munslinger said that the city has similar, similar storm sewer issues on Martin and North Streets as well. Munslinger says there's not the money there to make repairs or do necessary maintenance resulting in these types of things happening as well. According to Munslinger, those problem spots are blocked off to help keep keep people safe at Martin and North Streets. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we will have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and also on our social media pages, including Twitter and Facebook. And it's the odd dinner that I had last night where it's like you're still thinking about it the day after. Oh. And in, in a good way. Yeah. In a good way as well. Odd dinner. What What was the dinner? Uh, made myself some jambalaya last night, and put in good, some, good night for it. Put in some shrimp, some sausage as well, and an ingredient that I cannot recommend highly enough from now on: uh, pork chorizo. Ooh, oh, yeah! Adds that little bit of spice to yeah. it, a little bit of body to it. Oh, yeah! Wow. Now I'm thinking about your meal like you are. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get to taste it. Normally, I have a bowl and a little bit more. I had a bowl, and I was like, oh, I am I am good to go. Yeah, bring me the vat. <laughs> it that way. Thank you very much, sir. It's 1013. We'll take a time out. So when we come back, Iowa's first in, the natus, uh, first in the nation status, even though Craig Robinson says, no, we'll stay first in Iowa. Uh, but J.B. Pritzker says, come on over to Illinois to begin things in four years. We'll get into it next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Welcome 
Welcome back to Food Talk. During the break, we were talking about uh, the different ways you could uh, apply chorizo. By the way, send your recipes to Scott Hardy at uh, WTAD. Uh, he would, would love to bounce oh, these ideas. I sure would. Uh, and hear from you on what you do with chorizo. Mm-hmm. And we learned Steve won't have it. No, thank you. Steve, Yet another thing I don't like. Doesn't matter how how good Scott made it sound. Uh, I'm sold. I'm ready to, and I like chorizo anyway. But Steve's not having any of it. There will be no chorizo at Steve's house. <laughs> well, well, the, the rest of the family probably would. Yeah, they like the hot and but, spicy. And you said it's not real spicy, but if it's got a little kick to it, you'll I'm, notice it. I mean, you'll yeah, notice. I'm it. just not a fan. Yeah. It right. won't. It won't make your lips tingle like really good buffalo dip, uh, for instance. But how much do your uh, culinary proclivities affect the menu at the Bowl Residence? You say the rest Not of the family of anything. So you, they, you say that they don't even consider you in making Either food, I eat it or, or you get yourself something else. Okay. All right. I just the, there's picky eaters at my house too, which means I don't get to have a lot of variety, a whole lot. I found that most families kind of devolve into like what Steve was talking about, where it's like, you don't like it, you can get your own. You're a grown up now, you can do it. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that kind of works that way at my house, but everything's bland. And if you want to kick it up, if you want to spice it up, you want to add something extra, you're on your own to do that, Dad. Yeah. yeah. All right. Welcome back to the news roundtable. By the way, I wasn't joking about Steve. Scott wants to know. He's he's very much got chorizo on the mind. So if you have a go-to chorizo recipe, Scott wants to know about. Well, we kind of came up with a few things to do with it, but I mean, it's like I'm always open for more. Yeah. Last uh, late yesterday afternoon, the Iowa Democrat Party put out some uh, more numbers from the caucus on Monday. Uh, and then they closely followed that up with a message going, hey, we might need to make some corrections to those numbers we just put out, where everybody then smacked their forehood, forehead in the uh, Hawkeye State. This morning, uh, with about 97% of precincts now reporting, uh, it looks like uh, somehow Pete Buttigieg has hung on to a slim uh, infinitesimal lead over Bernie Sanders, although some areas actually have Bernie Sanders with more delegates. But it looks like uh, Mayor Pete has 26.2% of delegate equivalents, and Bernie Sanders has 26.1%. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, third place uh, at 18.2%. Joe Biden, former vice president, fourth place with 158 and Amy Klobuchar. In fifth place with 12.2%. Of course, this is all going to get glossed over uh, because New Hampshire is coming up in a matter of days. Uh, The Iowa Democrat, I I texted uh, Craig Robinson, the Iowa Democrat, yesterday afternoon and told him uh, or asked him, uh, hang on, let me pull the the text up so I can quote myself and Craig uh, correctly here. Uh, I said, uh, are Iowa Democrats going to be able to believe the Iowa Democrat Party moving forward. Uh, there are some uh, areas of distrust, the Bernie camp especially. We've talked about this before, that uh, Bernie's group felt like they kind of got hosed four years ago, and could you blame them for feeling that maybe they got hosed this time around uh, as well? Uh, Craig's response was, I think that there are people in the Iowa Democrat Party who are going to have to resign. I don't doubt that that will happen uh, in the coming weeks. Well, the head of the Biden campaign in Iowa is already out the door. Uh, well, but that's within a campaign. Sure. I mean, the, the Democrat Party uh, itself. In the meantime, 
uh, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker jumped up uh, to say, hey, you want to have a, a more diverse place? By the way, his his message was while the caucus was going on, it was in response to uh, a position that was put out uh, late last week that we talked about on the show that I was not diverse enough. I was too old. I was too white to be first in the nation. And Governor Pritzker jumped on that message and said, hey, you can come here to the land of Lincoln. We could we could be first uh, in the nation. And I get it from a perspective of trying to sell Illinois, uh, trying to, uh, you know, change Illinois. Dam- I totally get it. And I understand where the governor's coming from in that sense. Uh, his chief of staff, Ann Caprera, uh, said uh, when it's time, this is per the Chicago Sun-Times, when the uh, Democrat National Committee gets together to discuss the primary voting structure moving forward, she says a very real push will be made to make Illinois the lead in the nation in the nominating process. Now, it's a lot more complicated than just saying, hey, we'll go first in line. Can can we be first? It's 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 a little bit more complicated than that because as the state, we would then have to put together moving our primary up further than it already is. So you would have to compact the amount of time that those groups. There's coordination. It's not it's not as simple as just going. We'll go first. There's more involved to it uh, than that. Uh, however, Caprera says we would absolutely make the case that Illinois should. Be first, she says. If you're looking for a state whose people represent the diversity of America, Caprera said, look no further than Illinois. It's time for the most representative state in the country to be the first uh, in the nation. Uh, Governor Pritzker tweeted that message, and then a link to an NPR story about a perfect state index on which states should go first if New Hampshire and Iowa are too white and too old to uh, represent the diversity of the United States. By the way, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who was in the capital, the nation's capital, not Springfield, uh, earlier this week for the State of the Union address, said that uh, uh, whether she said whether Illinois should become the first primary state is a worthwhile question to pursue. Uh Lightfoot said, uh, the dynamics of the Democrat electorate and the dynamics of the people who are going to run for president have forever been changed. All right. And he says, and I think that we have to think and give serious consideration to starting with a state that's diverse. All right. That's a whole conversation on diversity of income diversity of ethnicity diversity of pigment i i guess all of the above is the question diversity of thought all right uh so when the uh, democrat national committee gets together to discuss their 2024 primary calendar as the sun times points out especially in the light of how uh, poorly, the Iowa Democrat Party has done with the caucus this time around, regardless of the fact that Craig Robinson says, look, Iowa will be first in 2024. It's the devil you know. Uh, Governor Pritzker says that Illinois will be making that pitch to the DNC to be first. However, 
And Governor Pritzker, if you look at this sometimes story, says we we feel that we really have a strong case to make about Illinois. That it's geographically, uh, ethnically, economically very diverse. Uh, he says we sit in the Midwest in the middle of a lot of states. Or this is Caprera that says that we sit in the middle of the Midwest uh, of a lot of states that are important to the presidential election calendar. And that if you come to this state, you're going to have to campaign in urban areas and rural areas and all different types of communities. And that's really a great proving ground for a presidential election. All right. But as a state, hold on, because when I first heard about this and and thought, all right, well, if Iowa's not going to go first, could Illinois go first? We would love the financial bump that you get from the process uh, of getting it, because we've been talking about candidates showing up in Iowa for, what, 18-plus months now. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about people coming to Iowa to test the waters, and that is an economic bump for the state. There's no denying that. But we would probably even see this in Quincy. Would you want to be at your home some Sunday afternoon and then all of a sudden, hello, I'm and I'm running for president. And and it wouldn't be and it would be like that for, I mean, get ready. I mean, the 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 whole idea of it is to get out and test the waters. And there were plenty of candidates, people who who were thinking about getting into it, who were doing exactly what Scott just said before they even uh, essentially said they were going to do it, and some of them didn't. But they still came to Iowa to kind of test it out, to, to put the training wheels on a mm-hmm. campaign's bike, to kind of say, okay, how would this work moving forward? It is kind of a, a, a big deal. And could this state use that extra? Yes, most definitely, because we're broke. However, Illinois does have some issues when it comes to, in fact, uh, some recent issues, and there's some momentary awareness. I get Governor Pritzker's push, but you have, just as Scott mentioned earlier this week, State Board of Elections saying that there were former prison inmates that had their registrations mistakenly canceled. Uh, You had Secretary of State uh, Jesse White's office uh, allowing 4,716 year olds to start the voter registration process before then those applications were turned around and terminated. You had last week, uh, we were talking about the Board of Elections uh, identifying where non U.S. citizens uh, were automatically registered to vote. Uh, and Governor Pritzker jumped up and said, this needs to be investigated, and then turned right around and said, hey, we want to we want to go first. Maybe we need to get our house in order and show that perhaps we can manage what's going on here without, you know, stumbling over our own feet before we go, we got this law on lock. We can go first. We've got it here. By the way, you also have the ongoing issue of Mike Madigan, uh, the Speaker of the House, also the leader of the Illinois Democrat Party. Uh, when asked uh, whether Pritzker's uh, group had approached Speaker Madigan and the leader of the Democrat Party about moving Illinois' primary up, uh, Pritzker's uh, uh, campaign person, uh, Caprera, said, we've talked to a bunch of people about it. By the way, that's a no. That's a way of saying, no, we didn't talk to Madigan, but we talked to a bunch of other people about it without saying no. We didn't talk to Madigan. Uh, the Illinois Democrat Party, by the way, for what it's worth, opted not to weigh in on the matter, according to a spokesperson. So while I understand making 
the pitch. And if, and if you want to get out there and, and make the case for Illinois to go first, then make the case for Illinois to go first. I totally understand it. However, please know that there are going to be other states, and I'm going to throw Michigan out here because Scott mentioned him. How easy would it be for Michigan to say, you might want to get your own house in order before you say, we're, we're ready to go prime time in front of the whole country as a state? I'm just going to leave that there for right now. That is the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be back in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.